Anid. <laughs> no, I don't. I can't. Anid. I can't. Anna Lucide. Whatever. I'm, I'm going to write like a book that's just loosely based off of a fanfic. You know what I'm trying to say. I know what you're trying to say, and I'm going to raise the stakes. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to solve two problems and one. I need glasses. What a fucking shock. Like, barely. I barely need glasses. Let me make that very clear. You know, I barely need oxygen to live. That's not true. Still need it. Okay, but I don't need them all the time. I just sometimes need them. But I win the bet, is what you're saying. I was technically, yeah. I was written a prescription for glasses. So you're a loser. I'm a winner. I'm smarter than you are. And you are going to have to make the TikTok of my choice. He told me that that I could need bifocals. (laughs) At least it's not trifocals. That's six focals. Okay, dad. But I'm not getting bifocals because... I'm not going to, but I do have a slight astigmatism. Astigmatism? Astigmatism? Isn't it just stigmatism? No, it's astigmatism. A-S-T. Is it really? You're an idiot. (laughs) Listen, every time I've said it, I've said it with, I have astigmatism. Astigmatism. (laughs) (laughs) It's technically... And astigmatism, but no, it's, I have a slight astigmatism. Wow. That's insane. I am learning something new for the first time today. I just Googled it. (laughs) Oh my God. And, um, nearsightedness. Is that the one where you can't read far away? No, I, I basically, I got a reading prescription is what he mm. said. It's just to use while I work at my computer and when I read, bitch. So basically what I said. Yeah, and I literally could not stop when I was tr- picking out my glasses. I could not stop laughing because I was just imagining telling you that you were right. <laughs> and I was literally by myself in the store just fucking laughing because I was like, oh, damn it. You texted me that... You had this eye appointment and then you'd be ready for the podcast. And I was just like, here we go. (laughs) I shouldn't have told you. I was afraid that you were going to ask me like before we started recording, like, oh, how did it go? No, I I knew. I wanted to wait. I wanted to get your genuine reaction to my blindness. The thing is, I can see so well. Even as he was doing the exam, I was like, I wasted my time. I don't need to be here at all. I was like, I'm nailing all of this. I don't even understand how I need glasses. Both dad and the eye doctor looked at me funny when I put an extra letter in the line test. So Every single letter he said, I said, bam, I got it. Bam, I got it. Bam, I got it. Well, you probably could see the and astigmatism in your eye. (laughs) I don't know how that works. It's like in your eye, isn't it? Something to do with. Am I thinking of a callus? Okay, 
A, a callus is no, on your callus. skin. What's it called? Uh, so, so Dexter used to have them in his eyes. Uh, cataracts? Cataracts. Thank you. Oh, my God. Zane, not going to be an eye doctor. Look, I never cl- I'm not I'm not you. I don't watch TV and claim to be a fucking medical expert and be like, that's not accurate. But if you want to know some medical accurate facts, why don't you get those questions in for flashbacks at the end of this month for Devin? Oh, by the way, Andrew's probably going to call me in the middle of this and I will have to answer because I need that bitch to get me some canes. Can you just text him? I already did. Oh, he's literally calling right now. What are the odds? Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Lauren Gets Lost. I'm Zane. I'm Lauren. And today we are covering Season 2, Episode 16, The Whole Truth. It's a sun-centric episode. And the sun is the center of the universe. Nope. Is it not? The solar system. Yep. I know space, you know eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know eyes, I guess I know nothing. What'd you think of this episode? Uh, it was good. I was, I'm not going to lie. I had to pause because I was trying to figure out what a universe is versus the solar system, <laughs> but I figured it out. The Milky Way is hey, the let, universe. Hey, let's talk about Lost. <laughs> okay, but I, just, just real quick, I do need to clarify. Is the Milky Way... A galaxy. Is that not a universe? The universe is everything. <laughs> oh. oh my fucking God. <laughs> I don't often actually feel stupid. Stupid people must have it hard because this, that was a tough moment for me. Okay, let's move on. I, I told you we need to stay on topic. <laughs> hey, Lauren, what did you think of this episode? I said it was good. Elaborate. I'll elaborate the rest of the episode. <laughs> I personally had a hard time with this episode. Number one. The B storyline was actually advancing the plot, but didn't get a lot of focus. Here's the thing about this episode. Was it my favorite? No. Did I expect more because of the sudden gin-ness of the episode? Yes. However, this episode had some some fun little lines for me. I liked them. Um, shout out to probably my favorite line was... Um, uh, I'm gonna mess it up because I'm gonna I'm gonna mix it up. It was either it was Jack and Locke are too busy thinking about Locke and Jack. Yep. I liked that line. That was funny. And there was another line that I think I liked, but I'll never remember it. I can't believe it wasn't. You guys got any milk? No, I don't like milk. I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, for fuck's sake. Anyway, why don't you give me that synopsis? Oh, <laughs> uh, the the synopsis today. Am I pregnant? <laughs> Did you just come up with that? No, I literally wrote that down in my notes. I put, am I pregnant? Dash son. <laughs> am I pregnant? I will say, though, that something very frustrating happened. And that is when I went to start this episode, I looked at the synopsis. Not the synopsis, like the little... You know, yeah. And it said, son suspects that she's pregnant. And I was like, 
Okay, thanks, Hulu. <laughs> Shit. Well, that's going to alter some of the questions I have to ask. Yeah. So that was ruined for me. So we have some uh, quick bits. Hmm. This episode was directed by Karen Gaviola, who was an executive producer on Sons of Anarchy. Love that show. She also worked on Paper Girls, Hawaii Five-0, CSI Miami, and another episode of Lost in season three. No English is spoken in the first five minutes of this episode. Really? Yeah, because it's a flashback and then the garden. And then eventually they finally have Hmm. a scene with Ana Lucia and Locke. Interesting. This quick bit comes from Josh Prime, who we've talked about on flashbacks a couple times. Originally, Yunjin Kim auditioned for the role of Kate. They told Yunjin that they love her, but she's not going to play Kate, but they made a role specifically for her. Bonus fact, she also auditioned for the role of Izzy on Grey's Anatomy and got a callback. Which hmm. every article I read about that was like, no, she didn't audition for Sandra O's character. It's like, you know, it is possible to have two Asian women on one show. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's stupid. And lastly, Michael Emerson was only originally contracted to be on three episodes. However, after seeing his performance on the closing scene, production kept him around a little longer. Henry. I figured. <laughs> All right. Shall we get into it? We shall. We start off with a flashback as Sun stares at her reflection as Jin invites her to bed. She's wearing a nightdress and she joins him in bed. And as they start making the moves, Jin asks if she took her temperature, which just ruins it. We learn that they've been trying to have kids for a year and Jin wants to go see a doctor. Sun asks why he wants a baby so much when he won't see either of them because of his work. And Jin gets defensive, saying that he only works to take care of her. But Sheik says coming home covered in another man's blood is not work. Jin blames her father and son starts to cry. Jin then apologizes and tells her that he wants a baby because her father might give him a safer job. And he says a baby will change everything, make everything better. But son just stares unresponsive. This is like a classic like marriage trouble. Let's have a kid. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's that typical, like, if we have a baby, everything will be better. I mean, he literally says that. Yeah. I do think his logic, like, makes sense. But I don't think Pike is going to be like, yeah, I want you safe now. Yeah, I understand where he's coming from. But I do think it's just wishful thinking. But I do think it's interesting that they put this flashback storyline in between the season one flashbacks. Like I said, back during that season... They kind of fill in the gaps a lot. This really shows that Jin didn't just turn into a piece of shit and remains that way. Like he's he's not great in this episode, but there are times of him like putting an effort and like trying to be romantic and caring. So it's really interesting. And then also we'll get into it a little later. It paints Sun in a really negative light as well. Yeah, which was interesting. I did not see that coming. On the island, Sun is working in her garden by herself when Jin breaks through the brush and scares her. Jin tells her to go back to camp, but Sun refuses. He grabs her, but she gets free. Jin tells her that the others attacked her there, and they need to go back. Sun tells him he does not need to protect her, and she is just working in her garden. So Jin rips up several plants and destroys her garden. He tells her that now there is no reason to be out there and asks if they can go back, and Sun storms off. 
That was a very difficult moment for me because I had actually already awarded Jin Hottie of the Week, and then I had to unaward it. Because he was shirtless? Well, yeah. But then he was a dick, so... All right. Did he handle it well? No. Not at all. Completely over the line. I don't think him wanting her out, not wanting her out there is unreasonable. I don't understand where Sun is coming from here. Here's the thing. I agree with that. But in the moment, I was thinking if it's that important to him that she be safe, why doesn't, instead of ripping up her garden and throwing a temper tantrum, why doesn't he say, do you mind if I just stay here with you to make sure that you're okay? I get that. That's, I'm, not, I'm not saying that because I feel like, I feel like that's a little obvious. What, I, what just confuses the hell out of me is why she went there without bringing anyone. And then when he shows up and he's like, what are you doing here? She's just like, what do you mean? I'm just gardening. Like you were just attacked the other day. You still have the head wound. Yeah, but I don't know. I just feel like sunset. I mean, like good on her for not being afraid, but like, girl, use your head. I don't know. I feel like it's good. She's not living in fear. It's whatever. Like they got to live on that island. Yeah, you got to live on that island. Why would you go back to the place that you were attacked? As now, if they can't attack her in a different location. I mean, granted, they didn't attack her. But like, yeah, I mean, that. we know that, and I'm trying to to come at this not biased because we know. But is she's giving me a look right now? I mean, if she's the only one out there, they're more likely to attack than if she's on the beach with forty other people. I get that. I I do, but I just I feel like I can't see past his violent reaction, so I just don't even want to side with him at all. I'm not. I'm not really siding with him. I'm just like, son, girl, what's going on? Yeah, I guess. No, he did not handle that well at all. And it really sucks. But at the same time, we did comment on this. Things weren't just going to be perfect. I guess I am kind of glad that they're not just like, oh, they're fine now. Everything's like rainbows and butterflies. Like, I mean, I don't want to see them fight, but I like that they're making it more realistic. Yeah. That he's not just going to, oh, boom, I'm, I'm back to nice, happy gin all the time. Yeah, and like we'll talk about it later, but even at the end of the episode when she still wants to work by herself, he clearly doesn't want that to happen. And he like hesitates for a moment, but he agrees. Anna gets her cardio in by running in low-rise jeans in the Jeans. She's running in jeans. You're telling me there's no other pants that she could change into for her run? Jeans! Also... Do you know how hard it is to full-on sprint in the sand? Speaking of full-on sprint, Zane, I swear to God, if you let me down right now, did you guys do the 40-yard dash this weekend? So here's the thing. Oh, I will fuck. I will. I knew you guys didn't do it. I knew there's going to be some bullshit I excuse. I texted Kate every day. We got to do the 40. We got to do the 40. Excuse after excuse after excuse. And she said, first of all, she didn't understand that we were going to record it. So when I said, like, we need to, like, get video and she was just like, video of me running? And I was like, what what part of we're going to do this for TikTok did you not understand? And then she said, no one really wants to see it. Like, and I said, other than Lauren, maybe. So she agreed. 
if one person, one listener asks, when are you guys going to run the 40? Or did you not post it or anything along those lines? She will do it. So I call upon you, listeners. So Anna finds Locke outside her tent, who compliments on her for keeping in shape. She asks what he wants because he has not spoken to her in the entire week that she's lived there. And Locke tells her about Henry. Locke asks her to talk to him since she has experience with the others and she was a cop. And he calls her the most qualified to determine if he is one of them. She asks if Jack knows that he's coming to her. And Locke says that he does not need Jack's permission because it is his hatch and he wants Henry out of it. Do you agree with Locke's logic? Probably. What do you mean probably? It's your opinion. (laughs) I wasn't listening. I'm I'm rethinking about the scene. Um, I didn't. Okay, let me reword it. Do you think Locke should have consulted Jack? Nah, fuck Jack. Do you believe that the hatch is truly Locke's? Everyone keeps saying that the button is his responsibility. Does that make it so the entire hatch is his? No, the entire hatch shouldn't be his. Why? Because that's just a very... Like just because the button is his responsibility, but the hatch is a resource that everybody should be able to use. Everyone should be able to use the shower. I mean, I, I don't think he should have full authority on the hatch. I don't think he's going to be like stopping anyone from taking a shower if anyone ever remembered. It seems like no one remembers to do laundry or take a shower in there, but like the food's gone, the bullets are gone, the medicine's gone. I just think it's it shouldn't be his alone. Sun comes out of the brush and bends over. As a bickering Rose and Bernard find her and ask if she is okay. She says she's lightheaded. So Rose and Bernard think that she's dehydrated and offer her some water. We learn that Bernard is cranky because he forgot Rose's birthday. One, I think the makeup team did a really good job of making someone look sickly. Also, isn't this what you referenced recently where someone was like, we don't even know what day it is. And Rose goes, it's Saturday, Bernard. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that scene. Rose again asks if Sun is okay, and Bernard suggests that they get Jack. Sun says that she is okay and thanks them and leaves, but she's clearly struggling. I was going to ask you if you were thinking this was going to be a pregnancy storyline since you thought it was going to be baby-related last week, but I'm guessing you figured that out after reading. Uh, Yeah, but in fairness, I also think I would have suspected that for sure. Probably. Also, after the flashbacks are like, baby, 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 baby. Yeah. In the next flashback, Sun goes to a motel and has a secret meeting with Jay Lee. I need to know your immediate reaction. My immediate reaction was, they really want me to think she's having an affair. And I didn't think she was. Really? Yeah, because I was like, they want me to think that. He asks if Jin knows that she is there, and she says no. And he reminds her that she was going to tell him. She drops her coat, and there's a very charged moment while they both go to pick it up. We learn that Lee is the one teaching her English, and he tells her that Jin would be proud of her for learning English, but she tells him that Jin would want to know who she is learning it from. He offers to stop the lesson. She asks if that's what he wants, and he very quickly says no, and then says it's good practice for him, too. So you don't think they're having an affair? At this point, no. I didn't think they were, but I definitely thought that the... The vibes were there. Jack gets out of the shower and Locke is in there shaving. Jack asks for privacy and Locke tells him that the steam opens his pores. 
He says that he has no shaving cream, so he has to improvise. And you mean to tell me that there's no Dharma Initiative shaving cream in there? There probably was, but Desmond probably used it all. And Kelvin. I mean, like, all of it, though? There was so much food, and, like, there there was shampoo in the Hurley episode. I feel like it's one of those things that they just probably used it every day just for fun. Shaving cream is fun. <laughs> Locke also says that he wants to talk about Henry. He tells Jack that he wants Ana Lucia to talk to him, and Jack asks why. Locke reminds him how he went to Ana Lucia to start the army, and then he asks if he is concerned that Ana might do something to Henry. Jack says that he will talk to her, but Locke tells him that he already did, and she is in there with him now. What did you think about the way Locke handled this? Would it have been better if Locke just told Jack straight up, hey, I did this, rather than like this little playing coy thing? I like that he did it. Would it have been more um, mature to just tell him? Yeah. But I like when people mess with Jack. <laughs> it's pretty obvious that what Henry said to him is getting in his head. Yeah. But you got there, Lauren. Oh, that bitch got me some chicken. <laughs> Henry asks if Ana Lucia was also on the plane, and she tells him about the tail section and how they had to walk across the island. She asks for Henry to tell his story, but Henry says that he has already told everyone, Jack, Locke, Echo, and Saeed, who loved it the most. Anna tells him to just tell her, and he asks what she will do for him. Anna tells Henry about what she did to Nathan and how she was wrong and he died. She says that luckily she doesn't make the same mistake twice and again asks for his story. I thought it was really nice to see some growth. From Ana Lucia here. Yeah, Ana Lucia didn't bother me a second this episode. She was very level-headed, which was nice. Because everybody else was just fucking crazy. Yeah. Sun asks Sawyer if she can take a peek at the medical supplies, and Sawyer says no. But if she tells him, they could make a trade. Sun storms off, but Sawyer is immediately interested. He says if she tells him... What it is, she can have it at no charge. She then again asks if she can take a look, and he says no. And she tells him that she needs a pregnancy test. Would you trust Sawyer with something so personal? No. But what other option does she have? Just wait until... Wait nine months? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would, I would not be telling Sawyer any of my business. Jack waits outside the armory door and says he cannot hear anything. He asks Locke how he is sure Henry didn't snap her neck, and Locke asks how he knows that she didn't snap Henry's. It really bothers me how Jack kind of just keeps going back and forth on, like, what side he thinks Henry is. Like, he seems to just be like, what if he's not bad? What if he is bad? It's like, kind of just, like, stick to one theory. I mean, the whole point is that they don't know. I think it's justified that he's going back and forth. I feel like he's, he's what if he's bad when there is a situation where if he's bad, it's going to be a serious problem. And he's what if he's good when the situation is just we have a man held captive. So he's, he's really just looking at the different angles for like looking at the possible bad scenarios. Does that make yeah. sense? Which I think I, makes sense. Yeah. But I also think in this specific instance, he's trying to just like point something flawed in Locke's like plan here because like just looking at Henry and Ana Lucia Henry who's tied up and you know was beaten 
versus Ana Lucia, who's in relatively good shape and was a cop, I would bet on Ana Lucia to win that fight. Ana recaps the story that Henry was telling her and then asks why he doesn't have a beard. Henry says that he shaved to feel normal, and Ana asks for him to draw a map. And Henry says that they keep asking for that for a map, but if he gets it wrong, they will crucify him. Anna questions his ability to travel in a balloon, but can't draw a map. Then Henry explains that air travel is different. She asks if he knows where it is, and Henry says yes, because he buried his wife there. He says that he did that because it was the closest thing they had to home. He tells them that they have been looking for someone to blame for everything, and now they have it. And he says it doesn't matter what he does, he's pretty much dead already. And Anna tells him, if he draws up a map, she will find the balloon. But if he doesn't, then what he said is probably going to happen. Do you believe Henry's reason for delaying a map? No. Why? If he's telling the truth, then I would. I don't really know why I don't believe him. I just don't. Just giving off sketchy vibes? Mm-hmm. Sun goes into the jungle with her pregnancy test and is interrupted by Hurley, who is eating from his secret stash. He lies, saying he found it in the jungle, not even melted, and offers it to her. I like that he had such a terrible lie. But if it were me and somebody called me out on that, I'd be like, all the fucking crazy shit we've seen on this island, and you don't believe that maybe this chocolate bar didn't get all that melted? I just like to see it. I thought it was funny. Sun says no, and she covers for herself, saying that she was just going back to the beach. And then Hurley leaves as Sun looks at her Widmore Labs pregnancy test. In the next flashback, Sun and Jin meet with a fertility doctor. The doctor who knows Mr. Pipe and sends his regards to him. Jin interrupts the pleasantries and asks for the results, and the doctor tells them that it's bad news. Sun cannot have children. They are shell-shocked by this, and Jin asks if there is anything the doctor can do, and he says no. Jin asks Sun if she knew about this before they got married, and Sun asks why she would hide this, and then sarcastically says that she was trying to trap the son of a fisherman. Jin throws some files and storms out as Sun holds back tears. So did you believe this? Yeah, of course. Why? Why would I not? A doctor said it. You have been on this podcast saying you don't trust doctors sometimes. I trust that doctor. He seemed nice. He lied. I didn't know that at the time. Did you have any other thoughts about this? Just that Jin was a piece of shit. Like, how fucking awful was he in that moment? And good comeback, son. Loved it. Yeah. I don't really, like, get the logic that Jin had there. Like, why would she hide that? Well, because... That's a pretty big deal, and I don't know, I can't speak to any cultural aspects, but in general, children are valued, and women are sometimes seen as just people to carry children for men, and so being infertile could be equal to her being unmarriable. So maybe she knew, didn't say anything. No, do I think that is what happened? Absolutely not. But I understand the thought behind it. Like, it's still, it's like so far-fetched. It's crazy. Yeah. He's just mad. Yeah. I mean, he's just, 
Again, he did not handle it well, but I can understand why he is reacting the way he is because in his mind, this was the key to saving his marriage and getting out from under Pike's thumb. And now he can't do that. I still don't love that the baby to him is just like, you know, it's just that's not why you should want a baby. I think he also just wants to be a dad. I get that, but he's just not like going about it great. Yeah. Was that Kane's good? Oh, I haven't even gotten to the best part yet. No, the bread. Oh, yeah. Anna asks to be let out and tells Jack and Locke everything he said. She says that she needs more time and will return tomorrow. Then she looks at Jack and asks if all of that is okay with him. And Jack tells her that he did not tell anyone about her meeting with Henry. And Anna tells him not to worry. And Locke watches this interaction. I had to watch this scene a couple times because I was really confused by what they were talking about with the don't worry, I didn't tell anyone. I thought I misheard it when they said that. I was so confused that I convinced myself that what he actually said was Anna, don't tell anyone. And she said, don't worry about it. Like, I'm not going to tell. Maybe that's what he said. I don't know, because this scene really confused me. But I thought there was like something that they were talking about that wasn't related to this, like. But yeah, it was about this. I just thought it was weirdly worded and just not really necessary. Also, there's a scene later where I had to rewind it twice. Couldn't understand it. I put subtitles on <laughs> and then immediately took them off because I said, I'm not going to let Zane win. So do you not watch? Is it just lost? Or you not watch any show with tele- with subtitles? The only show I've ever watched with subtitles Sometimes I'll watch things like um, I watch House of Dragons with subtitles because otherwise I'm too lost. I have no idea what's going on because like the pronunciation. Did you say that you, Lauren, got lost? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. Um, yeah, so I will say heavily accented shows. I'll sometimes watch with subtitles if I can't like fully understand them. And then I, I typically, if it's like, if it's foreign, I prefer subbed versus dubbed. Except I am watching Naruto dubbed. I think that's like how most Americans watch it. Yeah, I, they I do the voiceovers really well. But like Squid Games, I watched that subbed. I watched it dubbed. Loser. I look away a lot. So at the beach, Saeed and Charlie are working on a dining room table when Anna approaches Saeed. She asks to speak with him alone, and Charlie tells her that he already knows about the man in the hatch. Then Anna shows them the map that Henry drew, and Saeed asks how she got it, and she said that she asked nicely. Saeed asks if Jack and Locke know, and she says they're a little too worried about Locke and Jack. Loved it. <laughs> you, would, you would think that they would learn their lesson after Sawyer conned them. Those two men will never learn. Are you still on Locke's side? Yeah. Are you still, like, really liking him, as you said a couple weeks ago? I'm neutral. He's fine. Like, he hasn't done anything wrong, so he hasn't gone down, but he hasn't really done anything that's, I'm like, woo, Locke. I mean, he's pushing that button, potentially saving the world every single day. I don't care. (laughs) She says that she wants to know if Henry is telling the truth and judging by Henry's face, so does Saeed. So the three of them head out into the jungle and on their journey, Charlie trips and Anna helps him up. At this point, she finds the gun. 
they see a cliff that looks like what Henry drew on the map. And Anna says it's a point for Henry. But so he says, none of that means the story is true. And Anna jokes that at least they're on the right island. This is the part where I needed subtitles. Because Charlie says he's not known for his humor. There was not... I did not understand a word he said. I had to watch it with subtitles because I, I thought he was saying, I don't even know. I don't want to like make too big a thing out of this because like I've just been bashing Charlie for literally everything. And I don't really think this is like a huge thing. It really annoyed me when he said, oh, he's not known for his humor. And then he's like, and I'm saying this to you. Like she just made a joke. That is true. That's actually that's actually just dumb. Yeah, like like you're saying he's not known for his humor because Saeed didn't laugh at the joke that she made. Yeah. Like what the fuck? That is true. I will say she's not known for her humor. No, absolutely not. But you are right. I think the the bigger thing, not that this is the shit on Charlie party, but right before that, he goes Last time you had a gun, you murdered someone. Yeah, the someone was fucking Saeed's girlfriend. And you're saying that right in front of him. Also, first time you ever held a gun, you killed Ethan. So, like, you're one to fucking talk. Exactly. I'm like, okay. Charlie's just never known how to read a room. Ever. I say this to Kate all the time. This is one of our bits. Anytime someone is just, like, not reading the room and making an ass out of themselves, I'm like, you know what they lack? They lack tact. Yeah. If Kate were here, she would have laughed at that. (laughs) Yeah, I see. It's it's not our inside joke, so I don't think it's funny. And you know what's great? She doesn't listen to the podcast, so she'll never hear me say it. Good for her. Yes, all that bit with the humor happens. And then Charlie asks if Ana Lucia is looking at his ass. She says no, but she's looking at the gun. Then we get the part about uh, the last time you had it was you murdered someone. And I wrote, literally, so did you. Uh, Then Saeed tells them to stop. So Charlie takes the gun and gives it to Saeed. Saeed then tells them that they will make camp at the cliff. Why did Charlie go on this trip? Was it just because he was there? I think so. Uh, But here's what I think is more important to say. When he says, we're going to make camp tonight. Obviously, this is a secret mission. And why don't they have some sort of system at night to be like, is everyone here? Like, there is an actual threat on this island, and people have died and been kidnapped and all this shit. At the end of the night, they should honestly have some sort of, like, roll call system to be like, okay, everyone's accounted for, everyone is safe. I agree, but you know the only person that would set that up is Saeed, and he's the one in the jungle. <laughs> it's true, but I just, I'm upset about it. Yeah, because I mean, like, I guess you could say Jack and Locke might come up with that plan, but they spend every waking moment in the hatch these days. Yeah, I mean, it, it would take some coordination because they'd have to be like, okay, They'd have to have the hatch schedule so they could know who's on hatch duty. But they should have some sort of reporting of like, okay, this person is going to be over on this part of the island. Like, I just feel like they need some organization. Yeah. 
what I realized during this excursion is this is the first time that there has been a mission into the jungle that Kate did not go on with the exception of the ones that she couldn't go on because she was already on a different one. Nice. Speaking of Kate, Sun enlisted her help as they wait for the results of the pregnancy test. Kate asked the very meta question about who flies with the pregnancy test, and then Sun asks her if she ever took one. Kate says that she has. Did you have a reaction to that? Uh, no. Kate kind of just seems like an irresponsible girly. You know, she was once married. I keep forgetting about that. Okay, not to get off topic. Was she married to Tom? No, because he was married and had a child. We haven't addressed who she was married to. Okay. Okay. We just know that, quote, it didn't last long. Okay. Married to the marshal? (laughs) No. I'll just tell you no. Now she was not married to him. You really think she could marry a fucking lawman? I'm just... Just, you know. She thanks Kate for waiting with her and not asking why Jin is not there. And then they look at the results and it's positive. Sun asks if it's 100% sure and Kate says that there's only one way. And they go to Jack, who tells them that the tests are actually pretty accurate. Sun says that it's impossible, but Jack asks if she's feeling any symptoms. Then Sun tells Jack that this is private and no one can know. Kate asks if she's going to tell Jin, and Sun says, in time. She says that it is a complicated matter, and Jack reminds her of Jin being the only person to not know that she spoke English. And then Jack tells her, carefully wording it, saying that he is the last person to be asked, that she should just tell Jin the whole truth. Episode title. Mm. Then Jack congratulates her and heads back to the hatch. Kate asks if everything is okay down there, and Jack lies. Then Kate asks if Sun is okay. How do you feel about Jack in this moment? Jack's fine. That was that was cool. I feel like he didn't overstep. He gave some solid advice. I do think that he's assuming that she had an affair. And he has been affaired on. So uh, he's probably... I don't even give him extra points because he stayed pretty cool. If that's what's happening. But what I think is interesting, everyone is super chill about the fact that she's pregnant. She's not going to get any medical care. And then they're going to have another baby on this island? Maybe they just all think, oh, there's no way that we'll be here for nine months. Well, less than nine months, but just like, "Mm, that's kind of a big deal. I agree, mention, but I mean, like, they have medicine, they have shelter, and they have the staff. So it's not like they're completely... Do they have prenatal vitamins? No. Do no, they have but an ultrasound the world, machine? No, but the world did spin before all that was invented, and people were being born. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but Do you possible. know how high infant mortality rate was at that point? And how high... A uh, maternal mortality rate was. I'm, I'm saying she was... could she could die, and the baby could die. And also, 
pregnant women and children seem to be targeted on this island. Yeah. Well, don't don't ruin the question I was going to ask later, but... Don't roll your eyes at me. Okay, well, let's get into it now, then. Do you think, because she's pregnant, she is now in extra danger? Yes, absolutely. The others will know, somehow. They'll smell it on her. They, they know everything. They'll know she's fucked. Well, I mean, that problem would solve the other problem. It seems like the others have what they need to take care of a pregnant woman and a baby, so she did get taken. There's your prenatal vitamins and your ultrasound machine, maybe. Yeah, and they were going to kill Claire. One problem at a time. Okay, what? They can't, they can't kill her until she has the kid, so that buys her a couple months. A couple? I don't know how far along she is. Well, she's not seven months along. Okay, when I said a couple, I didn't mean, like, two. I just meant, like, months in general. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I do know how far along she is. Anyway, what was your reaction to Sun not wanting to tell Jin right away? Them saying, we need to go see a doctor. We've been trying for a year. One can very easily, con- not conclude, but assume that the flashbacks will later reveal that they weren't able to have a baby and that this is going to be shocking to them. Well, it's, it's Wait, already we've, already, been we've already done that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, one could, could assume that that happened. Okay, I'm so, so beyond stupid. I need you to understand, this is the most stressful week of my life. I've not been <laughs> sleeping well. That was probably the dumbest thing I've said on this podcast. <laughs> no, the compass was up there. I was fucking right about the compass. Mm, you weren't, though. That's, I, we don't have time for this. I Time zones was pretty bad, too. Also, sun being the center of the universe in this very episode. You've been having a week. <laughs> the, the time zone thing I didn't say on the podcast. I just relayed the story on the podcast. But while you were telling the story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Lord. That's one of Andrew and I's bits. And by Andrew and I, I just mean just me. Every time he's like talking, I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Lord. <laughs> Do you know that? It's from South Park. No. In the next flashback, Lee asks if Sun is okay because she was distracted for their entire lesson. She tells Lee about her trip to the fertility clinic and how she cannot have children. Lee apologizes and Sun says that she was glad. Lee asks why they are continuing lessons when she is already fluent. And Sun tells Lee that she's going to leave Jin and move to America. You know what? This kind of explains why her English is so good. Remember how I was complaining about that? She yeah. had hella lessons. And I was waiting. Whatever. I don't like talking to you. <laughs> Lee tells her he tried to run away to a woman in America that he thought he loved, but he says you cannot run away from your life. Sun then asks if Jin is her life, and he tells her that she shouldn't stay just for Jin. And they stare at each other. Thoughts? Inappropriate relations. This episode made me feel really uncomfortable. Why is that? I don't know. Like, this is definitely, like, emotional cheating. And I know that literally none of the characters are perfect and they all have, like, issues. And I didn't even care when Jack kissed another woman as much as I do right now. 
But for some reason, this just bothers me so much. And I think it's more just like, I don't like that the writers did it. Like, I feel like Jin and Sun had enough issues. The fact that she was literally going to run away. But for them to reveal this aspect of her past, I don't know. I think it's important. Everyone has to be flawed on this show. And we had yet to see Sun be flawed. I think she lied to her husband. I feel like that was justified. It feels like ever since they like patch things up in their relationship, they can't keep going back to the old well that like, oh, they had problems. It's like, yeah, but like we're supposed to be working through that. So now we have to reveal different tension from the past an affair. Yeah, but I don't even think it's different tension. It's it's all built around the same tension. Yeah, like obviously the issues with their marriage and like this stems from the fact that Jin was who he was. But like now we need to show Sun is distant on the island for whatever reason. I feel like they easily could have just gone with like she still isn't 100% like ready. No, I feel like that would be beating a dead horse. Yeah. Said and Ana Lucia sit by the fire as Charlie sleeps, and Said tells her to get some rest, but she says that she can't. She then tells Said how she spent most of her life trying to get people to like her, and then she gave up. She says that she is what she is, and then says that Said has a very good reason to hate her, and apologizes for what she did to Shannon. Said says that she was just trying to protect her people, and it was the others who killed Shannon. And he says that once they learn that Henry is in fact an other, something will need to be done. Listen, I didn't realize how much I needed that apology. The whole time I was watching this scene, I was like, they need to kiss. <laughs> I, I actually can't explain to you how much I ship this. And you know how there, people say like, oh, everyone's got one book in them. I feel like I'm going to write a novel based on, have you ever heard of or read the book? Uh, the, I think it's called The Love Hypothesis. No. I'm sure you haven't read it, but I thought you might have heard of it because it is a book, like a, like a romance book, but it's based off of, it was like, a, it was like originally Raylo fanfic. So anyway... I feel like I do not I, ship Raylo. Absolutely I'm not. I'm gonna write a book that is just loosely based on Anid. <laughs> no, I don't. I can't. Anid. Lucide. Anna Lucide. Whatever. I'm. I'm gonna write like a book that's just loosely based off of a fanfic. Uh, not Jesus. I cannot speak right now. You know what I'm trying to say. I know what you're trying to say, and I'm gonna raise the stakes. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to solve two problems and one listeners. You may remember I once said, if we get a hundred subscribers on YouTube, we'll do something. And I didn't promise anything. Also, I just won the bet. So if we get a hundred subscribers, Lauren is going to write an Ana Lucia Said fan fiction and we will do a YouTube video of her reading it to me and reacting <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, I accept. It is going to hurt. 
Now, excuse me while I end the podcast early to go ahead and make 90 YouTube <laughs> profiles. <laughs> if all of a sudden the profiles are just like uh, ZK1, Z Cole, one, two, three. I don't know why you would use your name in every single <laughs> fake profile, but you are dumb. So I have never asked for anything, listeners. Lauren is the one who asks for everything, but I am calling on you now. Subscribe to our YouTube. I have never wanted anything more in my life. Watch as I conveniently leave out the YouTube shout out and the rest of the closing <laughs> for the rest of time. I'll put it in. I got to get it right. In. <laughs> Man, I got to make it PG. No, you don't. <laughs> I can't read like an intimate love scene to my brother. I'll just hold lock up. Absolutely not. It that's my, that's it my nephew. Okay. It doesn't need to be PG. It also doesn't need to be fucking smut. Find not, a healthy medium. I'm not going to. I think I'll just uh, maybe a fade to black. And then re and then come back in. Yeah, duh. That's how it works. I'm just saying, don't end it with the sex. Zane, I, need, I need laughter. Yeah, but that's what a fade to black is. It's like the chapter ends like, oh, they, they embraced and and their love became ultimate and then it just like fades to black next chapter that's what fade to black is i've never been more excited for anything in my life i'm actually excited too but i'm also going to throw up I, well there's no way we're going to get to 100 how many youtube subscribers do we have like three nine <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly you're okay with me not posting the bloopers <laughs> yeah don't don't worry about it zane take your time <laughs> Saeed watches Anna sleeping as the rain approaches. And this really reminded me of the scene where she woke up and Goodwin was staring at her. And I was like, surprised that she wasn't a little uncomfortable with that. But the thing is, this scene just also, I should, I should note it down. I should write it down. It's going in the fanfic. <laughs> Why you do that? The team moves out as Charlie brings some papayas. And then it starts to rain as they reach a clearing with a lot of tall brush. The clearing that Henry said the balloon was supposed to be at. Saeed says that he knew it was fake, and Anna wants to look more, saying that she will back Saeed, but she wants to be sure. And then Saeed divides the field into three grids, and they will search as thoroughly as she would like as they make their way into the brush. Do you think they're going to find the balloon? No. So you think Henry is lying? Yeah, I do. Jin finds Bernard struggling with fishing nets, as Bernard says that he is trying to catch an oyster for a pearl for Rose. Jin tells him that there are no oysters at this beach, and then Sawyer appears congratulating Jin, and Bernard asks if Sun is pregnant. Sawyer says that he doesn't think Jin's, Jin knows yet, and from Jin's perspective, they're just speaking gibberish. Jin gets frustrated and goes to the garden to repair the plants. They keep changing the level to which Jin understands everyone. Kind of. I mean, I think when he understands people, it's because they're either trying to make him understand the way Bernard was, or it's because it might be in a context where, okay, he's used to these words, like pregnancy, daddy-o, stuff like that. Like, that's not something that he's heard in English, most likely. It's not like, Typical conversations happening on the island. Right. But like 
when we see what he hears, it's just it's a little, little, little good. Yeah, but I think I do think like I know some Spanish, but in certain t- situations when people are speaking Spanish, like for instance, I'll give you an example. I was at a wedding this weekend and there was a banda and they were on stage speaking in Spanish. And even though I know like barely some Spanish, I had no idea what was going on because it was just in a different context. Like I can hear it at my office and kind of understand what's being said. But in this context, I was like, I have no idea what's going on. Like they were telling people to do things. And I was like, I'm lost. Would you say that you, Lauren, got lost? Oh, you can't do this twice in one episode. <laughs> Rules of threes. I can do it one more time. Sun finds Jin and asks what he's doing, and he says that he was fixing a mistake. And she says that he didn't have to, but he says he did. Then Jin tells Sun that he needs her, and he hates fighting with her. He says he cannot talk to anyone or understand them, and again he says that he needs her. Jin apologizes again, but Sun stops him to tell her to tell him that she is pregnant. Jin smiles and lifts her up, and then she tells him there's something that he needs to know. And before we get into that nasty business, Jin's reaction was adorable. Yeah. I just wanted that to be on record. Oh, I will say, because uh, I did note that him putting the garden back together and realizing the error of his ways is like, you know, I had awarded Hottie the week. I had unawarded it. I'm not re-awarding it, but I'm glad that he owned up to his mistakes. He still has a lot of growing to do, but I, I appreciate this. I mean, like we said, this is this is realistic. Right, right. In the next flashback, which also is the final flashback, while Sun is walking Bobo, Dr. Kim stops her. He tells her to get in the car, but she leaves. So Dr. Kim chases her down and tells her that he lied. She can have children, but Jin cannot. Sun asks why he lied, and Dr. Kim says that he fears Jin because he works for her father. And a man like that would burn his practice to the ground. Sun asks why he told her now, and he says she deserves to know. So you said you didn't see this coming. You thought he was telling the truth. What was your reaction? It was interesting. I was like, I think it really puts into perspective, like, how intense Jin's job is. Like, we already knew that, but it just is like it gives another support to it. And then it does call into question the pregnancy. But my whole thought this entire time was just, this is just a a lock walking situation. The island gave them a baby. Like, that's what I was thinking this whole time, regardless of whether it's him being infertile or her being infertile. So you thought the island cured the infertility? Yeah, that's what I thought. It's interesting that you think that, because I remember a long time ago asking if it was possible or asking why Shannon's asthma wasn't being taken care of the same way Locke's paralysis was. And you were like, it's not the same thing. But now you're saying that the island is curing infertility. Yeah, I stand by what I said. Her asthma doesn't fucking matter. I mean, it's, it's a you, medical thing. Oh, my God, Zane. I can't believe I have to go back over this. I'm actually worried for your intelligence. Her asthma 
was not like this major aspect of her life. The way that Locke being in a wheelchair and their inability to have children had a huge impact on their marriage, on their relationship. Like, that's a huge thing. Locke being in a wheelchair is a huge thing. Her having asthma, not a huge thing. I mean, it could be. We didn't just get a lot of flashbacks with her. But it wasn't. If And if it was, they would have told us. And she wouldn't have had asthma anymore. I'm just saying, that's what I thought. So you're saying that the island takes away negative things. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it happened with Locke. It could happen with the baby. They, like they say later, it's a miracle. Locke walking is a miracle. Them getting pregnant when they're not supposed to be able to get pregnant, if it's actually Jin's baby, is a miracle. Okay. So sticking with that, do you still think the island is bad? Have I said that before? Yes. I don't know what I think anymore. You you said, quote, the island is love bombing them. Because it was giving them a bunch of good things up front. And then it was like, bad thing, bad thing, bad thing. I think that there is good and bad on this island. And I don't know who's responsible for what. What do you mean, who? Like the others, we've seen them be responsible for a lot of bad shit. The monster, we've now decided it does not work for the others. The monster the security is... Pr- system. Yeah, it's protecting the island. Is the island good? We I don't, I don't, I don't know. There's also a giant magnet and a polar bear king. The polar bear king is good. (laughs) But the magnet's not? The magnet cannot have morality. Why? It just is. It's it's a magnet, Zane. Stop overthinking it. No, you're saying an object can't have morality? Not this magnet. What about the island? An island is, is a life force. The island is alive. The magnet is just a magnet, and it's controlled by people who can be good or bad. And thank you for coming to her TED Talk. I I just want you to know that I think I'm so right about this magnet and that you've been just playing it off. And I think season six, they're going to be like, there's a giant magnet. I'm going to be like, bitch. You think think the secret to the island is a magnet? Yes, I do think something has to do. I think a magnet is going to be involved, and I will tattoo a magnet. On my forehead when that happens. <laughs> Excuse me, I invent a time machine. Mm-hmm. That's what you would say to throw me off the scent. I know it's a magnet. Okay. Do you mean like an actual just giant like magnet, like a, like a cartoon style, just like U-shaped magnet? <laughs> no, but that is what I That's pictured. what I've been picturing. That's what I picture in my head when I say it. But no, I just mean like electromagnetic something somehow bam don't know but it's there i'm not a magnet scientist but <laughs> i am a magnet a- scientist called lord <laughs> a magnologist this episode has really showed your scientific education that's why i never claimed to be good at science i cheated off of devin in chemistry friend of the podcast devin friend of the podcast devin was great at chemistry <laughs> i was not mate So Jin asks why she didn't tell him, and she says, how could she? Jin asks her if they cannot have children, how is there a baby? And then Sun swears that she has not been with another man. That is the truth. 
And then Jin says, it's a miracle. They smile and hug, but Sun's smile slowly fades. I just think it's interesting that he didn't question it when he thought she was the one who was infertile. And then when she's like, no, it's you who's infertile. He's like, well, then how are you pregnant? How was she pregnant in the first scenario? I think he well in his brain. He's like, well, I know I didn't sleep with anyone. <laughs> how would him sleeping with someone else get her pregnant? No, like he. Okay. <laughs> so if she's infertile and she's pregnant, obviously it's a miracle. But if he's infertile and she's pregnant, now there's a question. Is it a miracle or did she have an affair? Yeah, I do. So get he's, that. Kind of, he's asking did you fucking cheat on me without saying it that way? I, I get that. And I guess the only reason he's asking is because she's telling him, oh, no, listen, you can't have children. Shucks. Yeah. Now, her, her smile slowly fades. Here's my question. Is there any reason for me to question the father of this baby? Absolutely. This entire fucking episode. Okay. So I'm not crazy that I'm still sitting here going, is it even his baby? Well, that's what my next question was going to be. Well, ask it. Two questions, actually. One, do you believe her when she says she's never slept with another man? I, I did believe her, but then her face when they were hugging. I don't know what the face is about. The face could just be, I was going to leave this man and he's still showing abusive tendencies. And now I'm going to have a child with him on an Island with no medical care. That could be her face. Her face could be, I just lied straight to his face. I banged someone right before we came here. And now I'm 50 days pregnant. It's over day 50. How, how many days has it been? She would be, if she, if she got pregnant right before they came on this Island, she'd be like roughly Two months pregnant, which is about the time that people find out that they're pregnant. Yikes. Yikes. Because I do feel like they want us to think like that scene where they come out of the tent. So here's the thing. Here is the thing. Is this I, the part that you put in your notes? Here's the thing. Just remind me. No, I know what that is. And I'll say it in a second. I doubt that they landed on this island. And, and banged. I feel like they didn't bang until he came back. She wouldn't already be having morning sickness symptoms if that's when the conception happened. I feel like she had to have gotten pregnant pre-island. And I don't think that a miracle baby would have happened pre-island. I only would believe that this well, is Well, it's not a miracle baby pre-island. She's fertile. Well, no, but I'm saying maybe they oh, have okay. sex. Like, maybe okay. they're still active, even though she's about to leave him. What I'm saying is if she got pregnant pre-island, that's someone else's baby. Okay, so let's go back. Do you believe her when she says she's never slept with another man? The hard part is I do. I believe her, but I obviously don't because I don't think it's his baby. Okay. But I how would he ever know? DNA test. Oh, yeah. Whatever they get off this fucking island. But okay, so you're the saying problem is she cheated and it's not his baby. You're locking that in. I don't want to lock it in. I don't want to. It just it literally does not make sense. And the thing is, shows fuck up pregnancy timelines all the time. So it's hard to say, is this like just the show writers being stupid? Or. 
There's more to the story. It's really, I want all of us to go on record and I, I will not lock in an answer because it really comes down to, is the show stupid or not? Why are you looking at me? I'm just trying to think all I want to say this. I will tell you, they don't know how pregnancy works in the writer's room. But in I'm not going to say how with you, or why. With you saying that, I think that it's his baby and they're just like, it's an island miracle. The thing is, they would have had to have conceived this baby before he left for the raft. I think. I don't actually know when morning sickness starts, but I'm pretty sure it's not a week after conception. Actually, the, I know it's not. It's like, it's first trimester, but I feel like it's typically like right around like six weeks, roughly. I don't, I don't think she has morning sickness. I think she's just nauseous. She hasn't actually thrown up yet. That's what morning sickness is, you dunce. Well, it's the middle of the day. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're so stupid. Morning sickness does not have to be just in the morning. It's just a common term, a blanket term for when you feel nauseous and queasy during pregnancy in your first trimester. Could it be the fact that she's a little malnourished? Could that have any effect on the fact that the symptoms are hitting her potentially earlier? I'm not a doctor. Let's get friend of the podcast, Devin, on this. Let's ask Devin. Uh, this would be, this is going to be a great month for Devin to join us because I just, I just don't, but I really do think that this could just be a writing error and, but I, for them, for me to believe that they conceived this child pre-raft, I don't believe it. They weren't getting along. Yeah. I mean, they literally weren't speaking to each other. Well, for a little bit before that they were. And maybe they were banging. Like there, they were- there was a period of time there where it seemed like things were getting better before she revealed that she speaks English. Yeah, they they were kind of like you know, they were always together. I guess. I and guess. I mean, like it gets boring on that island. What else are you gonna do? Yeah, it's it's true. I, uh, okay, I'm gonna go with it, baby conceived on the island. It's his baby. And she didn't have an affair? I I believe her, but I think she considered it. I do think she considered it. I will say it feels like that was an emotional affair at the very least, what we saw. It felt like she's she wanted to, but probably didn't. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say is that I was actually expecting him to flip shit. I was expecting him to be like, whose goddamn white baby is that? <laughs> is it Michael? <laughs> no, do you know that? Do you know that? Whose goddamn white baby is that? Do you know that? Is it Switched at Birth? No, it's a TikTok sound, but it's from a movie with um, Tiffany Haddish and I forget the actor's name, but she, it's the scene is that she's visiting him and he's in prison and she has a baby that's like very clearly like much lighter skinned than like the rest of their children and the two parents. And he goes, whose goddamn white baby is that? I can't believe you've never seen that on TikTok. That's so funny. Okay, anyway, I was expecting him to, like, flip shit. And then I was thinking, well, the only solution is going to be that Locke is going to have to, like, reveal that he was in a wheelchair and that miracles can happen on this island. And that would calm him down and and make him believe that it's his baby. But he just believed it right away. So I'm like, okay, never mind. That doesn't have to happen. Do you think Locke is the only person that experienced a miracle outside of Jin, potentially? 
Or do you think someone else is maybe hiding something? Um, I'm not sure. I feel like we would have known by now. I'm going to go with no, but I would love to be wrong. So the two of them work in the garden together, discussing using characters from Jin's father's name if it's a boy and Sun's mom if it's a girl. And then Jin asks if they can start telling people. Sun says that Kate, Jack, and Sawyer know. And Jin says that that means Bernard knows. Jin saying daddy-o is really cute. <laughs> I know. That made me smile. Sun says that they'd be lucky if they're able to tell anyone. And Jin asks if she is ready for lunch. Which, that to me was like such a weird question. <laughs> it's like, like, yes, people eat lunch on the island. But like in my brain, that's like just like a casual question that you ask like every day. So to think that you're like surviving on an island, it's like lunch, anyone? Sun asks if she can work alone for a while. And Jin says that he will see her at the beach. This is that moment where he hesitated that we spoke about earlier. And then Sun says that she loves him and they both just freeze. Then Jin crouches down and kisses her and says that he loves her in English. And it confused me. Was that like the first time they said that they loved each other since he got back or something? Because like it seemed like they both were like, whoa, that was a big deal. Yeah. I don't, I doubt it. I just, I don't really know. I don't know. It it was a little weird. Like maybe just because they got in like a big fight and they were like, I don't know, maybe afraid that they were reverting back to old habits, but. Maybe. But the moment of Jin saying that he loves her in English was super cute. So he's, he no hottie of the week because of his temper tantrum, even though he like huge comeback. Here's the thing. Started out friends. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it um, was cool, but it was all pretend. Let's wait till the end of the episode for Hottie of the Week. He's not. He's probably not Hottie of the Week. All right. I actually have not chosen, but just keep going. You, for the record, there are no more scenes of Saeed or Ana Lucia. I'm not going to award Hottie of the Week like in the moment. I'm going to okay. award it at the end because I haven't picked it yet. <laughs> It'll be a conversation and I'll, I'll get there as I ramble. All right. Sun smiles and Jin leaves, and then she touches her stomach and smiles again. So earlier when you were talking about her smile fading, you were like, oh, could this be a situation where she's concerned about just like her health and everything? But that smile at the end would say otherwise. So it goes back to the whole did she cheat kind of thing. But we've already had that discussion. So I ask you this. Why do you think she still wants to work in the garden by herself? I feel like she's just not that scared. It's like, it's not that deep. She's just not scared. Would you be scared? Yes. First of all, you couldn't find me gardening. I tried to have a a garden during COVID. It was a disaster. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. I am not a gardener. (laughs) I got to give props to mom for the garden that she had all those years. Now, granted, I was doing a lot of mulching and some weeding. So I helped, but I complained every fucking minute of it. I was actually just referencing her garden recently. I was like, I always said I would never do that much work, but it was really nice to have, like to be around. I, I never would do that much, but I was like, maybe some flowers. I tried to go too too strong. I tried to do a vegetable garden. It was so bad. I'm not going to say that I could do it. 
because like I'm incompetent, but I feel like if you were like a smart person, how hard could it be? It's not about difficulty. It's about dedication. I was not dedicated. You got to weed it. You got to water it. You got to see if there's bugs in that shit. You know what I did? I forgot about it. My ADHD said, what garden? And I let it just, I just let it go crazy. It was a disaster. Kate just moved into her new place and took all of her plants back from her mom's place. And I was like, are you going to be able to just shift back into that? Like, I am the sole, like, proprietor of these plants? Because her mom, I don't know what the fucking word is. Shut the fuck up. Her mom was taking care of the plants. And I was just like, I never saw you take care of the plants. I know for a fact you don't take care of our fish. We got a fish together. So, you know, and she was like, I feel. What's your fish's name? uh, Lady Ekansu. Oh, my God. During a recent episode. Or during something, did you say Ekin do to me? Was that like a name that you said? Yeah, in the most recent flashback. The whole time that you said that, I was sitting there going, why is that so familiar? It wasn't until after that I realized it was because I was thinking Ekansu. <laughs> That's. So when you said that you had Ekin do stuff in your exam that you were stressed about? Ekindu and Gilgamesh? No, I Gilgamesh is in my okay. in my stuff. But no, I was sitting there going, why do I know what Ekindu is? It's because of I was thinking Ekansu. I'm just dumb. Yes, yeah, so we call it Lady its name is Lady Ekansu. Uh, it's a boy fish, but we still call it Lady. <laughs> I like that. But yeah, she said that she was gonna be able to take care of the plants and she had this really nice set of uh tulips that died instantly. <laughs> Anyway, at the hatch, Jack asks how Henry's book is, and Henry reads a quote about rejecting and slaying prophets, but loving and honoring martyrs. He asks the difference between a prophet and a martyr, and Jack says that you die either way. Henry laughs, and then Jack offers Henry some breakfast and lets him out as Locke makes himself a bowl of cereal. So what time is it? Because Jin and son are getting lunch, and they're getting breakfast. You can eat cereal whenever the fuck you want. (laughs) So Glock was clearly not aware of this move, and then Henry asks what the computer is for, and Jack says it's for nothing. Henry sits and asks where they got the cereal from, and Locke says that there's a pantry full of food. Henry asks how old it is, and they don't answer. He says that he would be asking all sorts of questions, and they don't seem curious at all. Would you agree with that? I mean, I'm sure they thought these questions when they got there. Like, they've been there a while. Yeah. But also, there's, like, really no source of information, so, like... I don't know. Jack then asks him if he wants it or not, and as Henry starts pouring himself a bowl, he says that this must be a reward for him drawing the mop for Ana Lucia. Locke and Jack confirm that neither of them knew, and Henry says it makes sense that she did not tell them because of their trust issues. Then, rhetorically, Henry asks what he would do if he were an other. He says there would obviously not be a balloon, so he would lead them to a clearing with tall underbrush, a good place for a trap or an ambush where his people would be waiting for them and they would use them to make a trade for him. And then he says it's a good thing that he is not one of them and asks for milk. And that is how the episode ends. Look, regardless of Henry being a liar, a truther, 
good or bad. I like him. He's fun. Really? Yeah. I like so how he... hottie of the week is Henry. No, I did not say that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There were multiple people that got points this week. Let me go through it. First point was given to Sun. She came out in a little negligee. She's looking good. Then Jin got hella points. Then Jin lost hella points. Jack got some points because he came out of the shower. I said, okay. And then he was fine. Uh, Sawyer existed, but then I didn't like how he was kind of being a shitster when he was just telling Jin that he was a dad when he didn't know and, and you couldn't understand him. I didn't like that. So Sawyer is not hottie of the week. Saeed existed. And as much as I am pushing that ship, he is not hottie of the week. Are you changing it? Is that what you thought it was? Yep. No. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to give it to Sun. I love it when it's someone new because then my pie chart has a different color on it. Okay. I disagree with that, but it isn't my category, so. I just feel like should who should have it? Jin. Jin yeah. should have it. I just, it was really hard for me. What he did to the garden, what it was. We're also overlooking what happened in the doctor's office. Yeah, but I don't, I don't give, like flashback Jin. We don't Whole talk other about animal. Him. Got it. Yeah. Technically flashback son, one hottie of the week. But flashback Jin, we don't consider him. We're talking about present. But the garden thing, unfortunately, he just couldn't come back from that in this episode. He, so, he really tried, though. He did. Uh, he he did, but he just needs to grow. I mean, I, I got to give him points for the growth. Like, yes, he needs to grow, but he did grow in this episode. Like, admitting yeah, he was but, wrong, saying that he needs her. That's fine, but it's not hot. I know. I'm I'm just talking about from, like, a character development point of yeah, view. Yeah, but we've already said that. We're talking okay. about hot people now. What did you think of the scene that we probably should be talking about? The got milk scene. Oh, I loved it. I, it's so, it's so, because it's so obvious that it's like, well, is he an other or not? Would he just say it if he is? Honestly, why not? It makes me think like he is an other and he just knows that like, what are they going to do? They can't decide. They can't even agree between the two of them. So he might as well just fuck with them. And I kind of love it. It's pretty fun. Do you think Saeed and Co are in danger? No. I think they want us to think that, but I'm going to go with no. Even though it has been hella raining, I think they want us to think. They might even find a hot air balloon, but that still will not convince me that he's not another. So you're changing your answer from before you think they no, will I, find No, I, I still don't think they will. But I'm okay. saying if they find a hot air balloon, doesn't mean shit to me. Still another. They might even find his dead wife. That's just a dead other buried. So, so you're saying it's possible that his, his story is true, but he became another? No. I'm saying it's possible that they had a smiley face hot air balloon that they staged for this story and they buried a dead other. It's, it's one of those, you know, you know, those Dharma Initiative brand hot air balloons. Just saying. Uh, anything's possible. All right. So let's say... Let's say he is another. It's an interesting point. Trading. 
if you don't think Saeed and co are in danger, do you think the others would be willing to make a trade for Henry for, let's say, Walt? I don't think that the trade is a real thing because I think he got himself caught on purpose. Why? The others are too smart to infiltrate, to infiltrate. They're so smart. The he's others doing a great too- job infiltrating in that broom closet he's stuck in. Yeah, but all he has to do is g- gain trust. He's already getting into Locke's mind. All he has to do is gain trust and then become one of them. And the thing is, the others, if he's another, they're too smart to get caught in that net. They just are. He has to gain trust to manipulate. And then he says, what if I'm an other and I led your friends to a trap? Yeah, but I think maybe he's like, man, they're not ever going to trust me. I'm just going to mess with it. All right. Lastly, where do we go from here? Are you asking me about next episode or just plot line in general? Plot line. Uh, I think we got to get more in depth on Henry. Oh, actually, one more question before we go any further with that. How do you think Jack and Locke are going to react to this almost immediately after? I think Jack's going to be like, lock him up. (laughs) Continue on. Uh, I think we need to get dig deeper into Henry. I think... I don't really know what else is going on. They've been building something. Like a dining room table. Is that what he used his favorite trees for? No, that's what Saeed and Charlie were doing. Yeah. Like Echo's building something with his favorite trees and they've got a dining room. Like they're building something. I want to know what's going on with that. Michael. Where's Mike? It's been a couple episodes. (laughs) Yeah. No idea what's going on with him. Uh, So yeah, I just feel like we got to get there. Um, as far as next episode, oh, you look intense. I'm just waiting for your answer. Uh, I hadn't even given it any thought at all. Uh, who have we not seen in a while? I'm just going to go lock. Nailed it. Oh, my God. So good. Last week when you were like, oh, it's either sun or lock, and you guessed lock, I was like, almost. <laughs> yeah, so I'll go lock. What's the episode title? Lockdown. <laughs> nice what do you think is gonna happen lockdown oh because i feel like that it'll be like that title will be because of their reaction to henry what he said they're gonna be like lock it down i have no idea <laughs> i don't know uh maybe it's an episode about covid anyway <laughs> I didn't think that was that funny, but all right. Okay. It's everyone's favorite time. Right, Zane? Is it everyone's favorite time? Okay. It's everyone's favorite time. I don't know if you guys heard, but about a million years ago, based on when this episode is going to come out and when we're actually recording, we hit 500 followers on TikTok. So you will either at this point need to go to our YouTube and check out the lock-centric episode that Zane created starring his dog. I did not mean that. I meant Vincent. Go check out the Vincent-centric episode that Zane created starring his dog, Locke. If you go to YouTube and you don't see that video, then you need to go back over to any of our social medias and send us hate mail because Zane is seriously slacking. He's avoiding the task because he's afraid it's going to suck. You can oh, I know it's going to suck. <laughs> You can send us hate mail at TikTok, 
on TikTok at laurengetslost.pod, on Instagram at laurengetslostpod, on Twitter at laurengetslost. You can go to our Facebook page. It's not a group. Lauren Gets Lost podcast. And you can find us on YouTube by just searching Lauren Gets Lost. You can support us by giving us five stars, leaving us a review, telling your friends, telling your family, and telling your next hot air balloon instructor. And join us next week for Lockdown. Thank you for listening to Lauren Gets Lost. This podcast is hosted by and edited by Zane Kohler with co-host Lauren Kohler, produced by Kate Wister, and our music is done by David Kohler. And remember, they were not dead the whole time. <laughs>